I've lived a thousand lives. I piloted a thousand souls. I killed and fought and died just for a single Why, hello, and welcome to session 18 of Murmurs at the Abyss in Call of Cthulhu, 7th edition. I am your keeper, Stu. And we have players. Nice. Uh, I'm Kadave. I say it like I just woke up. Because I did. I'm so jealous of your nap time. Yeah, it was kind of nice. Um, then the alarm went off, and I was like, ah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'll be playing Dmitry Tupolev, uh, the very out-of-place uh, Russian uh, soldier from World War One that has found his way to upstate New York uh, <laughs> in an attempt to stop uh, a very bad group of people that want to summon... Haster from the outer reaches. Uh, it up pretty nicely. I'm Jim, and I will be playing Isidore Holtzman, our archaeologist and uh, madman who has seen way too much and wishes that he saw far too little. I, I am Pooja. I'm playing Camilla, uh, a librarian who has a master plan for uh, for Tesla to become Einstein. Wow. You guys have great stories. I'm, I'm Tyler. I'm playing Melvin Tanker. He's a bootlegger. That's it. He knows nothing. <laughs> Is he John oh, Snow? Is that wait, what you're telling no. me? <laughs> no, he's I'm completely clueless. Because anytime anybody shows up that doesn't know all about this stuff, that's when we have a yogurt dog incident. Oh no, no more yogurt dog. <laughs> all right, is that everyone? That is everyone. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 re- I'm tweeting the <clears throat> notification that I do for Uh Okay. Did someone want to uh, summarize what happened a month ago? It's so weird with the every two weeks and then when we miss an episode it's like, wait, what? We're playing this? Um, let's see. Uh, oh, Tyler, what's the character's name again? Melvin Tanker. Mm. Stu, your audio is really low. It's mine is or the, everything? Yes, Just yours mine? is. That is what uh, is it better now? James is saying. Yeah, it's just two, and talk more so we can figure out. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. I just turned it up <laughs> some. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call that good. I knew any louder, and it might hurt my ears. 
I once knew this Polish guy who was a sound engineer and a Czech one too. God damn it! <laughs> Still low, really? Just me though, huh? That's weird. You know, I joined the Kimmy. Kimmy's like, "Hey, do you want to take my spot in the game?" And I was like, "Is Stork playing?" And she goes, "No." And I said, "Great. There won't be any stupid puns." <laughs> Have you met Stu? <laughs> my favorite. I, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Any other... Uh, are we ready for the... the we ready for a recap? Ready. Great. As we passed the point the Titanic sank, I set up a ward and attempted to enter the dreamlands. Although I did not dream true, Doris and I were woken in the middle of the night. The wards had been tripped. Dimitri didn't see anything in his room, though the sea was treating him poorly. Doris checked the hallway as there was some commotion coming from there. The rest of the journey, but it turns out it was just really cold. Nothing eventful happened there, um, besides us all being super freaked out all night. Doris told me stories of her adventures until we both went back to bed. The rest of the journey went without incident, and we made our way back to New York. We headed to the telegraph office. The um, New York Times lead story was about Dawson Mines Widows Group converging on Washington, D.C. to demand better conditions for miners. Randolph Mason is their spokesperson and called for veterans to help protect the women in case of government violence. Doris sent out a call for if any of her friends had invites to the president's birthday party celebration that they might be able to give us. She got a response from Ophelia Sutton, and she obtained two tickets to the Warren party. We traveled back to Ravenhurst, a rather surreal experience after everything we'd been through. We left Edward's car at the port. No one wanted to steal his car while he was still out there somewhere. Uh, Isidore let Dimitri stay at his lodging. No one at the university had heard from Edward at all, which they were quite concerned about. I made up some story to tell them about him going off on his own research trip because no one wanted to get into uh, having been checked in forcibly into an asylum for several weeks. We decided to get Tesla a temporary professorship as Einstein. Because uh, they're so similar looking. Whatever, nobody knows what he looks like. Also, I checked all the books out of the library that Einstein wrote, so no one could check just in case. Hey, Jim, can you uh, turn your volume up? Some more. Sorry, go ahead. Not cool. Mr. Vasquez is the head of the Department of Mathematics, and Doris and I set out to convince him. Tesla was more concerned about teaching mathematics than posing as Einstein for any real reason. <laughs> uh, there are three weeks until the party, and we plan to further investigate Abigail's group. Not all were accounted for when we left. A messenger arrived to invite Einstein to dinner with the Chancellor, 
Isidore and Dimitri. Dimitri posing as his uh, research assistant or valet, or a combination of the two, accompanied him to smooth over any problems. Doris uh, has a professional, in, uh, I'm sorry, an investigative reporter contact Alexis Murphy. Isidore suggested to that she reach out to her to find out more about Abigail's cadre. At the dinner, Isidore was able to convince the Chancellor to fully fund Tesla's work, thank goodness. I forged Einstein's signature in the professor's book, and Isidore wrote a note to go with it asking for a salary for Dimitri. Um, and Tesla is quite set up now to begin to reconstruct the machine that takes us physically into the dreamlands. I feel like I should stall more because I think Stu was talking to someone in real life. Do you want to tell us more about your character's backstory, Melvin Tinker? There's very little to tell. I kept him incredibly bland and boring and vague. He's a, a bootlegger. He runs Moonshine because of Prohibition, and now that's a horrible thing. Uh, drives a Ford Model T because at the time, three out of four cars on the road are Model T's, so they're super indistinguishable from one another. He's incredibly average looking. I actually got maximum size and almost minimum on appearance. <laughs> <laughs> so, if not for the fact that he's the size of a gorilla, he would be very forgettable. I have connections to um, the Sugarcane Club in the city. Do you want that to be kind of your connection to the group in a little way? So that would that help? That would be a fantastic connection. Let me find my sheet and mark that down. Aw, that was so yeah, I boosted some things up. Does that sound? That's oh, so that sounds fantastic. much clearer. Perfect. <clears throat> where, where is Marvin from? Marvin is from New Jersey. Okay. I thought your name was Melvin. Oh, sorry. Melvin. Melvin. It, I, it was almost Marvin. It's Marvin on your character sheet. Did I write it Marvin on the character sheet? <laughs> Marvin Tinker, yeah. <laughs> I'll make I'll, I'll I'll make a mental note that it's Melvin. It's on my sheet too. So yes, it was supposed to be Marvin. They're right next to each other on the list of names I used. Well, that makes it rather confusing, doesn't it? Oh, and just so you guys don't think uh, Melvin is a total loser, he's also really into close-up magic. Like, oh, um, you're going to be real close up to some magic then. <laughs> <laughs> like the like time you tricks. stick a pencil through a piece of paper? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like I can make a quarter disappear. And then it's in Dave's ear. Fantastic. Okay, right? so what, where we last left the game, you guys were still at Ravenhurst. If yes. my understanding is correct. Um... It was basically just the end of that night where they went to dinner, and uh, 
and we had set up stuff with the like dealt with the book and getting to meet Teresa Money. Okay, all right. Uh, is is there? A, I'm sure there's a speakeasy in. Norwich, Norwich, New York. Probably. Um, I'm we were just talking about having a connection with the that Melvin would have a connection with the Sugar King Club. Right. I figured that's one there. how you know him. Yeah. Um, but just trying to accelerate getting together party, party unity, and we'll assume that uh, Doris the Explorer had to go to uh, go on a book signing tour or something. Her publisher got pissed that she was gone for three months. <laughs> right after she just released a book. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Why don't we go to the city to look up one of Abigail's cadre? Alrighty. And that way, I mean, we're just going to leave Tesla, like, working on making his machine. Right. And hopefully not attempting to teach class. He, he will avoid that at all costs. Good. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, one- can, I, can I find a graduate student that would be willing to take over those duties on, on the interim? Somebody? Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, so I'll just find some young person that's a graduate student that is, you know, highly regarded in physics and see if he could actually go in there and sort of be a TA and take over teaching duties while he's working on that project. Okay. And try to make things a little bit easier for him that way. Yeah, that's easy. For the time being, I mean, at some point... Someone's going to wonder why they're paying this guy to... We're just stalling, so, you know, I'm just trying to I get... I mean, we've got, what, three weeks until... we got, like, a month until class, classes start up again, right? I would think at least, yeah. It is currently uh, July 24th. Right. Maybe. So, if... I don't know when classes start up. Like, I'm so used to the early September thing now. Well, they'll, they'll, we'll, we'll assume they start September 1st or something. Somewhere. Okay. Cool. So you guys are going to head to uh, New York. Did, does one of you have a car now? Did, did you guys get one or? We took a cab. You took a cab. Okay. <clears throat> and take the train in or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm certain. We can find some way. Or do you want to take a cab? I think the train would be less, less expensive yeah. and probably draw less attention. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it makes sense that we would just take the train back over. Well, that's you. especially since Dora, uh, uh, since Doris isn't here to foot the bill for the cab. Yeah, all of our rich people are gone. This sucks. That's what I was just realizing. Yeah. What's your credit score, Melvin? <laughs> it's important. <laughs> Twenty. <laughs> oh, we're the least successful bootlegger ever. I have forty dollars. <laughs> all right, guys, we're gonna have to rob a bank. He's a small business owner. That's all. 
get it suddenly became a, a resource deprived group. The max the max for a bootlegger is, is only thirty. Is it really? It's so low. Wow. What? Why? Because I'm not the one making it. I'm just the one delivering it. Oh, you were the delivery person, yes. not the, not the yeah. like full on. Yeah. You're not Nucky Thompson. You're it's the leg, not the foot, not the boot. Okay. I just read a series of urban fantasy novels about set in the twenties, like about a bootlegging family in San Francisco. They were rich as hell. <laughs> Yeah, if you control the empire, you'll, there's there's money. But if you're just the one who drives, just some good old boys. They never mean no harm. Beats all you ever saw. Been in trouble with the law <laughs> since the day they were born. All right. Okay. So you guys go head into the city, and uh, and you are in the city. What is going computer? Hello, New York. We have returned to see you again. Um, who is, I guess, the... You know what? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna suggest we go to the club and I can ask Sophia, while I'm there, if she knows, if she's heard of any of these other people that were on the list of Abigail's friends. Okay. And where they might be. And that'll just make things easier. Okay, so you head to the um, Sugar Cane Club? Is it the Sugar Cane Club? Yes. Right? Okay. You head to the Sugar Cane Club and uh, they are receiving a, a delivery by the back alley. What are, Do you have a physical description of your character besides the fact that he's enormous? It's enormous and forgettable. Okay. Just a very mm-hmm. bland, dull face. But he's huge. He's like, um, Luther from Umbrella Academy. That's kind of you don't watch. You don't watch Umbrella Academy? I, saw the fir- I watched the first season. I haven't gotten around to watching it. <laughs> it's been a long My wife says she doesn't even know you anymore. I said, hey, he's written three books in quarantine, so... I have. (laughs) Yeah, there's just a a big dude unloading some crates of what look to be vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. Because they serve so many salads there. It's, It's like baguettes and carrot greens sticking out like a Hollywood grocery bag. Yes. The same baguette. Giant leak. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you, right? I think I've met you before. Probably, yeah. So, hey, Melvin. How's it going? Oh, hey, not bad. Business good? The lights are on. Always a plus. Is Sophia around? I just got here, so I have no idea. Hey, Stu. <laughs> this is the key leaves at the worst times. 
Alright, I'm Hello. GM. Yeah, she's here. <laughs> ah, great. Um, who, uh, who are your friends? Oh, this is um, Isidore and Dimitri. Isidore, Dimitri, this is Melvin. We go, uh, we go back a ways, actually. Pleased to meet you. I take out my hand to shake. He shakes your hand with his giant gorilla paw. Hey, <laughs> you're a big one. Um, I get that a lot. I'm sure you do. This is too early for me to ask too, if you right? play basketball. <laughs> I will instead say hello. It is nice to meet you, Melvin. Are you Italian? No, I have never been to Italy. Oh, I just thought the accent. Yes. Sounds Italian. I am from Russia. I have just arrived in this country. Welcome. We came on a beautiful ship. At first, I was very sick, for the ocean is large. But then, I do not know if you know the secret. But, there are these little tiny crackers. I ate some of these crackers and was all better. It was like magic. If you ever get upset stomach, eat the crackers. Good advice. Okay. Wish they had worked out better for Isidore. Things tend to not. Okay. Well, I'll uh, we'll catch you. I'll catch up with you in a little bit. Hey, uh, no, you've been around. Have you been around New York for the past couple of months, like in the city? Up and down, yeah. Have you noticed anything odd or strange? Like, uh, like a lot of insects someplace, or people gathering, doing weird stuff. Has there been anything that's been sort of like, I don't know, just a little odd? Let me tell you, all. there are always weird groups of people in New York City. Yes, but a lot of the weirdness is to be expected. It's like, are you expecting a different kind of weird, or just the normal everyday weirdness? Well, I'm no, no. like unusual weirdness, like you know, like rituals. People running around thinking like the weird symbol, or people dying from odd, like foreign diseases. About has there been any type of medical situation that you know? As of? you like, say, foreign diseases. I take a step away from Dave. <laughs> It wasn't just upset stomach. Magic crackers make better. I just, I don't want a foreign disease. That's all right. You just make mud for a little while. It's fine. <laughs> I just slacked you. Yeah. Uh, 
I haven't heard anything about insects, but the rats have been really bad lately. I guess they ate a guy in Central Park. What? Ugh. Like, okay. I heard it was super quick, like less than a minute, down to the bone. That does not seem accurate for rats. That's like rat paras. And it was just the the one the one person? That's all I've heard about. Hmm. I mean that's when all I was that? really talking about. Hang on, let me try to remember. I I see you have a car. Is that yeah. yours or for work? Oh no, this is mine. And it's for work. Um, would it be possible to maybe hire you to take us some places occasionally? We've, we're in the middle of a large project that requires travel, and the people that had a vehicle in our group have since left. And uh, cabs are really expensive, but maybe we might be able to work something out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I this is my last delivery that I got scheduled, so... I'm free for a little bit. How long? How long are you thinking? Well, you know, it'd be sort of on and off while we're coming in and out of New York. Just uh, there's some things and some people we need to talk to around here. It'd just be a lot easier to get around if we had somebody to just simply take us from point A to point B. Um, it would be at least the next month. Yeah, steady work. Yeah, I could do that. That could be fun. A lot less cops. You know what I mean? I mean, Isidore sort of looks around, <laughs> sort of looks around to see if anybody else is listening in, and he goes, "I have to be completely fair and honest with you." No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, like, Isidore, you're terrible at negotiation, <laughs> and cut right in over you. I'm just saying that, um, Melvin. We've got a bunch of places to go, and like there are times when we're going to need you a lot, and there are times when like it's going to be less. But we all stay out by Ravenhurst University, so it like to be honest, we could be asking you to go back and forth to Ravenhurst. Is that all right, still? Yeah, that's fine. Great. I mean, if you're paying for the gas, we're good. Well, of course, we would pay for the resources and a little bit extra for yourself. Of course, we can't afford much, but uh, it'd definitely be something for you to do while you're not working on your other projects or jobs or what, whatever it is you have going <laughs> <Projects>. on. Projects. <laughs> it's difficult for me to not be rude sometimes. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. Sounds like fun. It will be... It'll be a blast. It'll be good to spend some more time with you. Um, I'm trying to think, get a range of what like jobs pay. But uh, it gives you an amount. It's It seems really low. <laughs> so we instantly take him up on his offer, I suppose. Yeah, basically. We're all broke as hell. Yeah. Like, Demetri doesn't even technically have a job yet. We haven't gotten an answer back. <laughs> yeah, my mighty credit is 30. Woo! Yeah, that's what I got, too. Ravenhurst does not pay well. 
You guys, you guys have hit on the one trait I actually included on my character sheet, which is overly generous to the working class. I <laughs> <laughs> so, see if you can find your friend. I think so. So, uh, gasoline was twenty-two cents a gallon this year. Oh, that's depressing. Well, the price of petroleum distillate has come up. Oh, though I will say, like, when I started driving in Louisiana, the price of gas was under a dollar a gallon still. Oh, yeah, it was 97 cents a gallon, and that was in Inland Empire when I was a kid. And and then now I was really excited to see it under $4 a gallon. So yeah, let's uh, go inside and see if we can find your friend. Uh, yeah, let's find Sophia. Okay. And she's there. And I'm going to ask... What's that? She's taking inventory of all of the stuff that Melvin brought in. So, uh, Melvin, your car is a Model T? Yeah. Okay. 10-gallon uh, gas tank, approximately 20 miles per gallon. Ooh. I am going to ask her about Graham Stone, Mary Duncan, and if she knows, like, if she's ever heard or seen about Pierce Murray, because he's an actual, like, he's in Manhattan, and it looks like he's also not dead yet. Which ones were you asking me about, sorry? Oh, I just flipped off that page. Murray? Well, first of all, like, hey, is it true about the dude who got eaten by rats in Central Park? Oh, yeah, I heard about that. It happened about three weeks ago. Wow. They think you... At first they thought that someone may have dumped the body there and then the rats ate it. But they now they think that, like... Or something. Maybe he was sleeping or something because they didn't find any wounds or any sort of uh, injuries that would, uh, apart from being eaten alive, you know, like there was no like you know, cracked skull and no you know, like bullet wounds or anything like that. They just kind of chewed on him. How sick do you have to be to sleep through rats eating you? I don't know. Do they know who he was? Yeah, they had his name in the paper. I don't remember. You are super quiet again. I am? Yes. Is that better? Yes. Uh, she doesn't remember. She doesn't, I don't remember his name. It was, I saw it in the newspaper, though. Uh, Michael About Prescott. The rat guy? Oh. Michael Prescott. Oh. Cool. And I am going to ask her about Pierce Murray. You're Mary Duncan. Ramstone. Oh, Pierce Murray. Uh, she's never heard of Pierce Murray. Graham Stone. Wow. Look at that wall. And she says, that name sounds familiar. There was some, like, ant guy 
It was in up, it was upstate. It was it wasn't that far from where you guys are. Ant guy. Yeah, he had some kind of weird ant, like a bunch of them, and I they think he released them for some reason. Oh, some kind of bulldog ants. And they 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 killed him, but they killed like I don't know, I don't remember. It was a, it was quite a few people. Wow, when was that? About two weeks ago. Twenty people, Man. more than twenty people were killed. He released ants that killed 20 people? Yeah. Apparently they're from Australia. Man, you gotta watch out for that foreign stuff, don't you? Oh, I hear that's a whole continent that just wants to kill everyone that lives there. Well, I mean, what are you gonna do when it's all populated by, uh, convicts? I wonder if that's why they put them there. Because of the bugs? Well, I, I think there's a, there's a bunch of stuff there that's supposed to be dangerous, right? Isn't like all kinds of poisonous creatures and things. Like that? Mm, that's what I heard, but I mean, not like I'm ever going to make it to Australia, am I? Well, I don't know if I'd ever want to go there. Not if the ants kill people. No kidding. If the ants kill people, what would the like coyotes do? Take your baby. Wow. <laughs> and, um... Hey, how proud you are of yourself for that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, so out of character, she's never heard of Pierce Murray and Mary Duncan. Pierce Murray, she's never heard of. Uh, Mary Duncan. She says the name sounds familiar, but she can't remember where she heard it. Oh. Thanks for the help, love. Of course. And if you don't mind, we're borrowing your driver for a little while. Oh, I'm going to be good for a couple weeks. That's fine. Perfect. <laughs> so, powwow with y'all. So, Ramstone 2, two weeks ago, he released another plague. It's very similar to what happened with the locusts. She'd heard something about Mary Duncan but couldn't place it. I think it's worth checking the newspapers for the last month while we were gone. Stuff seems to be coming to a head. I have gotten so much more southern since we've been gone. These more of the cultists? Yeah. 
there were um, there were a bunch of people working with Abigail, this Abigail, and and they've been sacrificing themselves to release all of these things in the lead up. Maybe if we can stop the last of the sacrifices, we can stop whatever's happening here. Okay. Sacrifices? I was saying that maybe if we can stop whatever the last of the sacrifices this group is doing, we can stop whatever's coming to a head for Abigail's plans. Any form of disruption would be good, I think. But I think we should check the newspapers for the last month. Okay. Uh, where would we go? It's a library we'd go to for back issues of newspapers, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yep. Well, there we go. Okay. Luckily, we have some. We have a professional. <laughs> it's my job. Okay, so you guys go to go to the the local library, and go ahead and give me that library use. Oh well, yeah. Can I assist her? Because I actually have a pretty good library use as well. Yeah, I don't remember. What did we do? How did we handle that? Do you remember? Extra tens die. Okay. All right. Sure. I got a 13. Oh, holy shit. Okay. Uh, you find Mary Duncan. Uh, you you realize that... The, remember, remember the small town you went to and they ended up setting the hotel on fire? One with yes. the that was the yellow fever or scarlet yes. fever. Yellow yellow fever, I think. Um, they identified the remains of a woman inside there uh, as a woman named Mary Duncan of New York City. Okay. That was the one that was on the bed, off the bed, on the bed. Yes. Okay. And then, um, was there anything about Samuel Pierce in there? Or, I mean, I could have just gotten the name. Pierce Murray? Sorry. I was like, I don't actually know if I got that name at all right. (laughs) Oh. Um. Nope. Nothing. Okay. Is he any in any directories that I could find at the library?
yeah, the, you find a, a listing, uh, maybe like a telephone, what, did they have telephone, I mean, they might have had telephone books back then, I don't know. Was it all switchboards then still? They might have been, I don't know. You know what, you find his name in, in a who's who of New York book. Does it give the address? Uh, it gives it gives uh, the street. It doesn't give his complete address. No, no, okay. no, it probably does give his mailing address. Yes. Wonder Book started in February of 1878. What, a telephone book. Mm-hmm. Oh, well then you would be in a telephone book. That makes him slightly smarter that he didn't, you know, pay five dollars to be in a who's who book. <laughs> so yeah, you find it. It has a phone number and address for him. He's in, in Manhattan. Okay. Well, when I tell the others, what do you want to do? Well, if we have names and locations, we should go see to that. Well, we have one name and one location. Pierce Murray's, or, yeah, Pierce Murray is the last one. Well, it's only viable lead when it comes to this group. I, mm. At the very least, if we find his lodgings, maybe we could gain entry and investigate if there's any type of evidence that we could see, or if we could talk to him, maybe he might be able to lead us in other directions. I'm sorry, I'm not very good at this type of thing. I don't know. Well, I'm sure Melvin could help us out a little bit there. Uh, so let's go over there. Actually, I'm going to call first from the payphone at the library. Okay. Or the phone booth. I don't know if they're actually payphones at the point, but whatever. You can probably use the, use the phone in the library. They, they probably have one. And I'm going to see if he's home. Uh, they ring the number and there is no answer. I'm sorry, there's no answer at that number. Would you like to try another number? No, that's great. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. You too. Okay, great. Let's go. We uh, bring any kind of uh, glancing over it, Melvin. Like, should we bring any kind of our uh, our friend Doris's favorite items? Do, are we, do we need to be prepared for... I, I am carrying one of those items uh, since I have been feeling insecure. And oh, you mean guns. <laughs> Is it or just oh. a round town? Well, I have it hidden away in my valise. Do you have a rifle in your valise? No, I have a handgun in my voice. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the rifle problem. Is in I his have. viola case. <laughs> exactly. Is is my, my weapon of choice is the shotgun? So it's like, eh, I didn't. I'm not hauling a shotgun around. You needed a guitar case. That's what you need. You're not hauling a shotgun around. Why not? Well, I. Well, we were. Because we don't want to run afoul of the FBI again. Um, yeah, that Hoover guy's a bitch. 
true. Did not like him one bit. Either way, uh, I just rang his house, and he's not home. Well, let's scurry over there and see what we can see. We can be sneaky. Very nice. Yes. Maybe we get lucky. He keeps a diary. Who knows? When have we ever been lucky? <laughs> well, we're alive. Look, none of us died in a basement of a village house in England, so everything from there is pretty much gravy. <laughs> yep. And we saved Tesla. Mm-hmm. And he has gainful employment now. So we'll go to this guy's house. All right, you go to this guy's mm-hmm. house in Manhattan. Uh, it's like a three-story apartment building. You know, it's all the, one of those things where all the buildings are sort of wedged real close together. And uh, you have the address, and you have his um, apartment number, and it's on the third floor. Of course it is. All right, we head over there, and I, I go, you guys go on ahead. Stairs are a little bit more difficult for me since that fall. Are you telling me it doesn't have an elevator service? No, they don't have an elevator. I know the 99. Third story walk up (laughs) in New York. Yeah, that's pretty average. I was about to say, that sounds pretty par for the course. Okay, so you guys get up to the uh, third floor and you go to room 309, which is in the sort of back left corner as you're facing the entrance to the building mm-hmm. and uh, there's a number there and uh, yeah and there's a door knocker shall I knock yes I do so knock 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 okay there is no answer I'm going to take a listen at the door Okay. Use your listening skill. There is a listening skill, isn't there? Yep. I believe there is a listening skill. Sure is. And you have it at least 20%. Nope. Rolled a 41. Okay. You don't hear anything. I don't hear anything. I basically try the knob, see if it's locked. It is locked. Uh, Melvin, would you be amenable to helping us get into this apartment? Uh, sure. Yeah, why not? I will, uh, shoulder the door open, Steve. Okay. Let me make a strength roll. That's one way to do it. I got a 50. Uh, so, yeah, I okay. succeed. All right. You bust the, you don't bust the door open, but you you, you, li- you break the little, whatchamacallit, that the little thing slides into, you know. The door jam. You break the door jam. On the inside. Oi. The first thing you notice when you open the door is it seems awfully humid in there. Oh, not again. Uh, I am going to take my kerchief and put it over my mouth, and I am going to enter the room. Okay. 
I'm going to take out my silver dagger. Okay. That lot of good it will do me. Everyone came into the city today with weapons but me. <laughs> I, I hand my valise over to Dimitri. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will hit people with this bag. Just go look in the is bag. This we- is this a weapon oh, situation? In the bag. Okay. <laughs> it's best to be prepared just in case. Okay. All right. What's in there? Uh, as soon as you open the door, uh, this is a nice apartment. Uh, there's sort of like a living room that you're in. There's sort of like a little entryway, and there's a closet to the side. Seems to be a couple, a few like overcoats and things like that in the in that small closet there. Um, very nice furniture. Um, the on the, you see that there looks like what appears to be like a large. Um, Aquarium or terrarium, I suppose, sitting on a um, like a side table, um, and then there's a door that leads off to the left and to the right near the back of the, the living room. Is there anything in the terrarium? Uh, yes, there's uh, an enormous amount of dead bugs. Quite a few of them, actually. Ooh, what kind? Um, they look. They almost I mean, antsy, beetly, no more, more grasshoppery. Oh, okay. Do they look like there are a bunch uh, of locusts locust? in the terrarium? <laughs> yes, there are. Then they're all dead. Okay. And it looks um, like the, the 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 there's there's a the terrarium itself. It just has like a little bit of like sand or dirt on the bottom of it and you can barely see the bottom of the thing because there's literally a, a thick layer probably like a two or three inch thick layer of dead locusts on the bottom of this thing and looking at them it looks like they were at some point they were eating each other mm. okay um, I start looking in and under drawers I start uh, pulling out couch cushions and looking around, just okay. regularly, just searching the place thoroughly. Okay. Uh, first thing you notice is that there's a trash in the there's like a little trash trash can in the bedroom. To the the door to the right leads into a bedroom, um, and there's a bunch of uh, like bloody bandages in there. Hmm. Um, but I mean the the blood stains on them are like brown and very old. <sighs> the um, in the in the bedroom. Go ahead and make us give me a spot hidden check for the bedroom. Can I help with that? Yes, you may. That's better. I got a seventeen. Okay. Really unnecessary. The um, there is a. You find a a um, a te- do you, does your character does your character read um, probably Arabic or something? I have I have Farsi and Egyptian. Close. Go ahead and 
it's a different language. But go ahead and go ahead and make make a. Do they have roles for those languages? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Take I have them all at a thirty-one Take from character gen. Higher. Oh, you have it at thirty-one. Just roll. Go ahead yeah, roll. I rolled a twenty-six. Okay. The um, you can't make out a lot of it because it's not the same language, uh, but you do notice the fact that this is a, a text. It looks like it's a kind of small text, but it does mention the king clad in yellow on the on the cover and the title page. Uh, I mentioned this to Camilla. Okay. I'm going. Uh, I'm certain if I got some literature for this language, I'd be able to suss more of it out. But I do see that the the king that we've uh, been plotting against is mentioned here. Thing more that he's been plotting against us, but. Great. We should definitely take that with us again. Uh, you notice that. Is there any notes, Is there any mention of the stranger? Uh, you, you're going to have to translate it to know that. I mean, it, it does have a couple illustrations in it. One of the illustrations shows that sort of inverted V formation with the nine stones, mm-hmm. like an illustration that shows it has like lines between them, and it shows. Uh, there's numbers, so it's like either ratios. It's, you, you can't really tell, but it's either ratios or measurements, like between the stones on each side, and also across as they as they expand. Oh, this may be a guidebook. Then we definitely need to get to work on the translation for that. Agreed. I I know some Farsi, which is Persian, which cha- which actually has the same alphabet and some overlapping vocabulary, but isn't necessarily the same. So I should be able to do this with minimal effort. Yeah, probably um, if you have like a reference book or something, you can probably you probably get it done in hours. It's it's small. It, it probably the thing only has like sixteen pages. But let's continue our search and make sure that we uncover everything we can. Agreed. Especially if there are any other texts or these daggers that could come in useful. Um, especially the symbol. It might be anywhere. Just keep mm-hmm. an eye out for it. Are there any art pieces of art here, Stu? Uh, or any yeah. pictures? In the living room, there's like a, like a pastoral scene of like some sheep. I examine it, I look behind it, I just sort of check it out, make sure that there aren't any markings on it that are odd. doesn't really look... uh, You don't see anything out of the ordinary. The the other room off to the left, uh, it looks like it's a bedroom that's been turned into a study sort of thing. Um, There are some... there's There's a shelf with some books on it. Most of the books look like they're fiction, but stuff that you might be familiar with. Well, I'm basically going to go and just sort of like flip through all the books, see if there's any notes or anything inside. I'm also going to check the shelf if there, to see if there are any hidden passages for books. Uh, books tend to be kind of an important thing, so I'm, I'm looking for those okay. in particular in that library. Um, 
notes that maybe have been taped underneath drawers or behind them in drawers, that kind of thing. Also, I go, Melvin, you seem the type that would be quite adept at hiding things that shouldn't be found. Um, where would you hide something in a place like this, just if you were going to? Probably under the floorboards in between the floors. Huh. Something that I would have never thought of. I'm Given that we're on the third floor, people probably aren't going to be prying up floorboards to look for stuff. But usually there's a little gap between levels. Do, do you think you might be able to search around for something like that? Sure. Give me, give me that spot hidden. Spot right. hidden. You're not going to pull all the floorboards up, obviously. You're going to look for I got a six. Holy shit. Okay. Damn. All right. Uh, you've, you've, uh, you've, you find a, you find a, a floorboard that looks like it has little tiny pry marks on it. So you go ahead and, and pry it up, and you do find that there is something there wrapped in what looks like oil cloth. Don't, don't touch anything at all if you can avoid it. Uh, I'm going to put on a pair of gloves and I'm going to remove the oil uh, the oil rag up okay. and unwrap it. It is an uh, English copy of The King in Yellow. A play in three acts. I show that to Camilla. And it has the yellow sign on the cover. More of this book. More of this book and this cursed sign. Have you seen anything like this symbol around, Melvin? Does it seem familiar to you? I can't say I have. No. It, uh, is your character? Is there anything? I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't go to the theater a lot. Is there anything like when I flip through? Are there any differences between this copy and the copy that I have already read? Um, it looks. It look. It, it's a different edition. It looks like it was printed by someone else. But I mean, like going through, you have not comparing side by side. I don't know if you have that other book with you. But I mean, it looks. The gist of it looks pretty much the same. It might be a slightly different um, translation. Yeah, but it's not like there aren't major differences no. or like uh, diagrams, more diagrams or anything like. No, nothing like that. Cool. Well, we should take this with. Well, actually, never mind. I'm just gonna burn it. I'm gonna set it on fire in the trash what? can. There, is there a kitchen in here? Yes. Mm. What trash cans are mostly metal? Like I'm just saying, it's, there's probably ventilation there. Oh, that's actually very smart. Yeah, it probably has like a, you can probably there's probably like a little wood stove or something that you can toss it into. Fantastic! I do that. Okay. Why would this guy to collect a... copies of these? <laughs> Why would this guy hide a play under his floorboards? Because the play is actually more of a prophecy and more of a thing that, if we allow it to come to pass, may be bad. And we've noticed it's that... basically like they're a bunch of Satanists. Yeah. And that's their Bible. Cleverly disguised. Huh. It is practically a 70s player handbook. 
That's how bad it is. Uh, um, Jim, go ahead and give me another another spot hidden roll for that the, his little office thing. I got a fifty out of my fifty-two. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. uh, as you're searching through those books, you do find um, a, like a scrap of paper, like a note paper. Okay, I, I look at it. Uh, it says. Washington, D.C., July 18, 6 p.m., Pennsylvania Station. Um, I share this with the group. Okay. I'm sorry, say again. Washington, D.C., July 18, 6 p.m., Pennsylvania Station. And what day is it today? The The 24th. 24th. Curses. We're too late. Maybe not. He's obviously meeting someone there. It could be that the full extent of... I mean, we we would have found something in the papers if the full extent of his plans had been... Well, it points us in the right direction. He went to D.C. He could still be there. Exactly. And it makes sense if that's where the party's going to be. From these bandages... Do you think that he's the person who is missing a hand? From the amount of blood on those bandages, what what do you think, Stu? Oh, there's a lot of blood. There's a lot of blood. If someone had a severed limb, it would produce about that much blood, certainly. What Stu said. I say. But that'll make him a lot easier to spot if we're looking for a man with only one hand. Unless he just keeps his stump in his pocket. Oh, no, we... (laughs) (laughs) Well, then it'd be suspicious to have somebody just with their hand in their pocket all the time. At least that's what my mother told me. Well, uh, just are there any with... personal effects that might depict like photographs of him? Yeah, like a photo album apartment? or something like that. Um, yeah, well, there's a, there's a, a portrait uh, of him uh, with a woman who appears to be uh, eh, maybe a few years younger than he is. Uh, a portrait of him and a woman. Mm-hmm. This woman look like him. Same no, age. Doesn't same, look like a. Like... Doesn't look like a relative. Oh, okay. Same age. Is it in a frame? It's framed. It's sitting. It's sitting uh, in by by his nightstand. I'm going to remove it from the frame and see if there's anything written in the back of the picture. Okay. Uh, it has a date. Sometimes people put names, their dates, and stuff. Yeah. It has a. Um, it has a, uh, a a date on it. Um, of February 5th, 
I'm going to take the picture just so we have a picture of them. Okay. So, and, and basically just do the most thorough search, and if, but if we found everything we're going to find. Yeah, you, 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 st- you probably spend a few hours there. And by the, yeah, you're, you're reasonably certain you found everything. Oh, and in the medicine cabinet, are there any prescriptions or anything like that? Uh, no. Okay. There's tooth powder. <laughs> so, I, I think that uh, this is as thorough as we can get. Should we take a train to D.C.? What, what's our next step? may want to check in with Tesla and see how long it's going to take him to work on his machine. I think that's a good plan. Okay. So, back to the university, I suppose. Okay. Where's the university? Uh, it's just upstate a little bit. Ravenhurst. But I can't remember what town it's in. Norwich. Norwich, yeah. Okay. You head back up, back up there, and it, you've got... I don't know, what, what kind of arrangement did you make for him to remake his machine? Was it like a... Was it on campus or off campus? Or did we decide? Um, I, in my opinion, it would have been better on campus uh, just because there's more people around uh, just for general observation security and I'm certain that we have an engineering department that probably has the uh, metalworking lathes and yada 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 all the bits that he's going to need mechanically to manufacture the parts okay um, actually uh, let's just say that there there was a me- there's a mechanics department and he's taken it over in while school is out or maybe using the basement yeah okay and we also needed a place that would probably have access to power generation that he would need as well. Um, well, he told me right up front that he's going to need a lot of electricity. Yeah. So if there are any emergency or backup generators in the campus, we'd want to be located relatively clear near that. Okay. Um, but I, I'm assuming that power is coming from some kind of hydroelectric uh, from this far upstate, probably. Okay. But he, he he tells you at some point he's going to need some like enormous batteries or capacitors or something. Okay. Like real big stuff. But he 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 probably gave you guys a wish list already. Okay. So he's down working in the basement, and he's got like two engineering students helping him. Mr. Uh, Einstein. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, yes, yes. How can I, I help you? I assume you're doing well and you have everything you need to, at least for this phase of, of your work? But yes, yes. And the, the, these two students were, were um, uh, willing to provide their time to help me. So I think this will all go um, very swimmingly. Oh, oh, very good. Oh, young, young people, thank you so much for your assistance. I'm Professor Holtzman. You recognize your one hands. of them as a student. 
this is because uh, you're fantastic. In, you're in the history department, sorry. Uh, I'm in the um, uh, archaeology. Archaeology. Okay, well, one of them probably took your introduction to archaeology class a couple semesters ago, but you you do recognize one of them. Oh yes, yes, I remember you. Quite a good analytical mind on you. Oh, I thank you, Doctor. Hmm. Doctor, very Holman. good. I'm certain you'll find this work very rewarding. Thank you so much for volunteering. Of course, of course. It's fascinating. Well, I'll make sure to tell the Dean of, uh, uh, of all of your hard and good work. Why, thank you. I'm just sort of going to go, hey guys, um, would you, Dimitri and Melvin, mind just taking a look outside the building and just making sure nobody's been trying to spy in here or messing about or mucking about, especially checking out the power and all that stuff. I just want to make sure that nobody's been tipped off to this. It's a good plan. Yeah, okay. Spot hidden rolls? I'm never gonna not use these pink sparkly dice. They, <laughs> the, the double the double number keeps rolling zeros, so I just got a seven. Oh, oh my gosh! Pink is this? lucky, dog. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's it's gonna fail me when I most need it, though. <laughs> this was That's my first idea. successful spot hidden roll in this game. Excellent. So you guys basically go to either side because you know it has those little windows up near the top. You know, and that you have in, in some basements, sure. and mm -hmm. and. Both of you find copious amounts of footprints behind the hedges along where those where those windows sort of emerge. And there's not like a walkway there or anything. Someone had to like tromp through the garden. Yeah, but does it it seems likely that it's probably not suspicious characters as much as it's curious faculty and staff. I think. I might be wrong. I'll share it with the group. But Is like, there such a thing as campus security or campus police at this point? Probably not. Yeah, probably. they probably just use the local police if they have like a real problem. Uh, perhaps uh, we could hire a couple people to provide, uh, you know, personal security for the famous Dr. Einstein. Young man, young man. Uh, is there any tin foil around here? Uh, yes. Are you going to make a hat, Isidore? <laughs> no. And I take some of that foil and I basically start mushing it up against the little window openings. Okay. All right. I'm attempting, and, and, and but then I knock a, a few little, like pinholes at the very top to let some light in. Okay. Just use soap. Oh yeah. You just soap the windows. See. It's good to have an expert. I remove that and I do that. It's even better. <laughs> Give me one second. We lacked a certain level of subterfuge at this group. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just making sure that it's not as easy to peer in here. This is, uh, of course, supposed to be somewhat secretive since there are patents involved and so on and so forth. 
I say uh, out loud to not alert the students. <laughs> as part of that, uh, that looking around, can I have checked the, like the interconnection of the power lines coming into the building, etc.? Well, yeah, I did mention that from the top. So as soon as Stu comes back, hopefully there's something to be found there. If not, hmm. but I'm I am kind of concerned that there are people spying in on this. But you're right; it would actually have a certain amount of curiosity at a university. So, especially because he's famous. Yeah. <laughs> My only problem is is that people at this university, some of them may have seen a lecture by Einstein or written read one of his books beforehand so well there weren't any pictures of him in the books i'm just saying on the offhand it, i think it's a good idea to just keep him under covers just to try to avoid any type of quote-unquote misunderstanding absolutely okay did we at least bleach his hair Was he's still young. He's not all white-haired yet. Yeah, I don't think yeah, hair was that white. But. I was about to say he was a brunette, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, you're so. right. But uh, even the young pictures, he was slightly graying. I think it was premature gray. But mm. but he did have dark hair. I would like me. I would start getting gray hair. Uh, <laughs> Either way, um, did y'all ask him how long it was? Did we find out how long it was going to take him to make the machine? Uh, no, I just made sure that he had everything he needed, but uh, you can certainly ask, how much time do you think you're going to need to complete this project? Um, <clears throat> I should have everything that I need recreated um, in about two weeks. Uh, then we'll have to... Uh, I, if we can acquire very large batteries... That yes, would, the power resource problem. But we're working on it, and we have two weeks to get that to you, but we'll figure that out. If necessary, I could use also extremely large capacitors. Hmm. Well, I'm going to do some research, especially this kind of equipment is popular. It, there, there's a lot of things in New York that, that we might use to... Uh, to acquire these things. The so, resources certainly exist in New York, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, we, I understand your, your, your requirements, and I will do everything in my power to make sure that you have them in the, in the time that you'll need. Oh, I thank you. So we have about a week and a half to find that power requirement. Other than that, about two weeks for completion. Seems time enough to go deal with this New York City, uh, Washington D.C. situation. Agreed. Hopefully. What time is and it by now, Stu? Oh, you're. Oh, it's got to be nighttime now. It's probably like seven, eight o'clock at night. Should we, we, we? We figured it was a few hours drive from. Yeah, New York. That's to what Washington. I figured. Do you want to uh, get a good night's rest tonight and then make our way first thing in the morning? Melvin, what do you feel about a drive to Washington, D.C.? Yeah, I mean, you guys are paying, so Washington, D.C.? Cool. Let's go. Um, I mean, um, or whatever. Before we go, before I turn in, I'd like to check the art library to see if they have any papers from Washington, D.C. 
and see if there's anything from the 18th onwards that I can find. I'm going to make sure that Melvin has uh, a place to stay tonight, since it's inconvenient to ask him to drive back to New York home and then drive back up here. Okay. I mean, even if it's my couch, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Hmm. I'll also pick you up a text on Airbeck. Oh, fantastic. Uh, you, you, the, the library subscribes to the Washington Sun. And, uh, it's a weekly paper, and the most recent issue uh, arrived this morning. How fortuitous. And it does have quite a few articles about um, a growing demonstration near the, the White House. I can't remember what they call that. Miners. Right. I can't remember what they call right. that area. The big, huge, grassy area where all, all the white, build, white ivory buildings are surrounding. The National Mall? National Mall. That's it. Um, and there, there are... Currently, what's there now is like family members, widows of uh, the miners who have been killed. Um, and they're sort of camping out, and they've got the the artic- article basically says that you know d- describes the, the you know in detail what happened about the, the recent mining accident a few months ago, and the fact that one happened like ten years earlier in the same mine, and that some of the children of the miners who were killed in the first one were killed in the second one. So there's the 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 the, the people that are there, the survivors that are there, are pretty freaking angry. Um, National tragedy, right? And and they basically set up almost like a camp, and then and then uh, the Capitol Police tried to sort of roust them, and they had made the move, and then they came back. But when they came back, they were escorted by a bunch of veterans from World War One who were armed, and decided, no, they can stay here. We think they should be allowed to stay here. So and there apparently, um, there is a um, the spokesperson that is, will be quoted in the article. Randolph Mason, and he uh, he has put out a call um, to all fellow um, uh, Great War veterans to come and protect the. The, the rights of these family members to redress their grievances against the government. And uh, his rhetoric in that article is pretty inflammatory. Uh, it's like, you know, we need soldiers here, we need people who are trained, we need people who are armed because they're going to try to push us away, blah, 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 blah. That kind of thing. And it looks Protecting like, the innocent workers. It looks like there is a um, outside of that area, like there's another park kind of farther away, and it looks like that that's almost like a, becoming a staging area for a lot of these veterans who are going to come in and help. I'm going to stay up a little late, and I'm going to create a notebook that journals and has... Uh, 
basically every bit of experience and evidence that we have according to the uh, well the, the the plagues the stuff that we found in uh, Europe the artwork the Titanic all the pieces that we have I'm actually just gonna jot down sort of like a timeline and uh, make some notes and um, uh, a list of evidence and things that we've discovered uh, and I want to keep this notebook in my valise with my pistol. Okay. All right. Uh, and then I go to bed. <laughs> okay. All right. Anything? Anyone else doing anything this evening? Going once, going twice. Sold. Okay. Next morning. You wake up. We ride. I fill up a thermos with some coffee. Okay. So probably, I'm going to guess it's about a six-hour drive. I looked this up already. It's about 225 miles. I just looked it up. Okay. That's from, from where? From New York City? From New York. Yeah. From the city. In your about two hours, a two-hour drive from there. So, yeah, yeah let's, say, let's say five hours. So sometime around noon-ish, you arrive in Washington, D.C. Can you translate the book on the way? Yeah, I'll work on that on the way. Okay. Make a... Make a, a straight uh, idea roll or in roll. Not bad. Uh, I got a f- 25 and my int is 65. Oh, okay. All right. So the, the, the text is in fact almost like a handbook for, for summoning. Uh, diseases and pestilence. Uh, and it describes the fact that you have to have these nine stones placed in a V format or, or you know, in a V formation. Um, and and then the, the the pestilence you want to summon that you want to propagate has to be within that V for it to happen and there needs to be at the very least, a blood sacrifice. Mm. But it also talks about the fact that the 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 more destruction the, the sacrifice entails, the stronger the effect will be. All the way up. So a, a you can just sacrifice. bleed a little bit on it, and it'll give you some effect. But if you actually rip somebody's heart out for it, it's much greater effect. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I, I, in that same notebook, I just basically jot down the translation, and I say the thing, and then I hand the translation to Camilla for her peruse as well. Okay. It also tells you that that uh, that a multiple of nine by nine such events. 
can cause the lost city to reappear. So, nine by nine, as in? That's an 81. Yeah, it's, 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 okay. It's multiplication tool, not nine sets next to nine sets. I just wanted to make sure. So, not exponential, but multiplicative. Yes. How many sets of these things have we encountered? I look through all of my notes and see if I can decipher a number. Were there any photos of Randolph Mason in the articles about where he was the spokesman? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, uh. It's probably one of those newspapers that has, like, illustrations, and there's an illustration of them. And he, 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 you don't recognize him. Okay. But I might recognize him if I saw him. Having seen that picture, yes, absolutely. Okay. It seems um, possible that there's going to be quite a large sacrifice we'll attempt quite soon. Well, if this situation escalates into violence, they may be able to use that. Yes, that's what I'm afraid of. But what can we do to stop it? If we find the person that's in charge of this and manage to convince them somehow of what's going on, we could manage to stop it. But we have no idea of knowing whether he's in cahoots or not. Not to mention, I mean, I barely believe what we've seen and I lived through it. Understood. I believe that too. But that's why I developed this. I tried to put as many factual things together as evidence as possible to try to create as convincing a case as we can. Dimitri, what do you think? Hey, I can't... I can't see any way forward that doesn't involve those trying to stop this. They have done so much already. Who knows across how many timelines this uh, this Abigail woman has done her evils uh, traveling to and from the land of the dead, as it were. I we I, I cannot I cannot let uh, a bunch of innocent victims of industrial accidents be used to bring about something even more horrible. No. These people have legitimate grievances. I understand their plight and I sympathize with it. I wouldn't want to... Uh... The fact that they're using this makes it even more evil. But one thing that we do have is that we know for a fact from this translation that for these things to come about there are certain ritualistic necessities that are needed much like I mean, they do stones. need the stones. 
if we can find the placement of these and disrupt that place right there, the four of us might be able to make as big a difference as anything. It's true. So I, I think that outside of trying to find the individuals that we're trying to find, uh, locating any sighting of, of this particular triangle manifestation would help us. At least we'd know where the ritual is taking place. Agreed. So, uh, kind of out of character question. Mm-hmm. Are we still planning to attend the president's daughter's birthday? You do have two invitations to go in there. I mean, as of right now, yeah. Uh, I, I, I said, why wouldn't we? I, I think that's Elizabeth Harding. Yeah, yeah. That's on the sixteenth of August, by the way. And we're, I'm sorry, what's our date 24th? again? The no, 25th, 25th of July. Oh, so we still got weeks. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking perhaps the two things were connected. They would use the party to do the ritual, and then the uh, the protesters as victims of this grand sacrifice. Agreed, but it seems like this might be something separate where they need to prepare and either way Pierce Murray's here for a reason. And I feel like we should do everything in our power to stop whatever it is he has planned. We should have inqu- we should have inquired as to what kind of car Pierce drove. Well, if he was meeting someone at Penn Station, then he most likely took the train. Unless he was instructed to come pick them up from trains from the from the train station and take them elsewhere. Hmm. Actually, maybe I'll, I will go to Penn Station and see if I can question some people and see if I can find anyone. I do have a picture of him. We might be able to find a porter or somebody that may have seen him and might have more information. Okay, so you're going to go to the Pennsylvania... So you guys are going to stop in New York and go to the Pennsylvania station? Or are you going to go to the station, the train station in D.C.? Train station in D.C. Got it. Because okay. I'm figuring he ended up here. Okay. The, and, and at the very least, we could sort of, like, remove the, the, the idea that maybe he's just staying up north. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just grasping at straws. I'm not sure. So you guys uh, arrive in Washington, D.C., and the big, huge section of the mall is covered with what looks like old surplus army tents. Uh, and there are mm, probably uh, eight or 900 people there that don't look like soldiers, and then you see people actually walking around with rifles who seem to be protecting them. They've created almost like a picket around them. And there's... Uh, it looks like someone has set up like a permanent sort of police presence where they have 
some kind of tent up, and they, you know, like they've set up a, like a command post, basically at the farthest end of the park, closest to the White House. The police have, or the protesters have. The Capitol Police. So the Capitol Police, up real close to close to the White House, as they can get, they've set up some some sort of like command post, and then farther back is where the where the protesters are camped. And they have, you know, signs along the, the roads on both sides. Asking people to honk their horns. Neat, neat. Because it's 1923. Or whatever the horns sound like. <laughs> and then you guys go to the, the train station? Yeah, unless somebody else has a better idea. That's as good a place as any. Well, uh... While you go to the train station, can I spend a little time, like, walking through the crowd? Sure. Like, check out the encampment, make sure the tents aren't set up in the V formation or something ridiculous? Okay. Like, yeah, you can totally do that. Um, so, the as far as the train station goes, make a luck roll. Straight up luck? Straight up luck. I, don't, I mean, gosh get, darn it! It's just a right. chance. I got a better than fifty-fifty chance. I got a seventeen. Okay, I'm using a different dice roller. And uh, some guys, one of the porters is like, "Oh yeah, I remember that guy." You're showing him the picture, I assume that you took out yes. of the frame. Okay. Says, "Yeah, maybe like uh, well, I don't know, maybe a week ago." showed up. I had to help him because he only had one hand. Yeah. Uh, did he just come with luggage on his own or... Yeah. Nobody came to pick him up? Did he take a cab somewhere or... Uh, he just... He, he, he took a cab but I don't know where he went. Do you know what cab company? Yellow. Okay. Capital Yellow. Yellow Capital. The cab people. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. And, you know, I'd give them, like, a dollar or whatever. Okay. Um, and I go... That's probably he was a in, huge tip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was indeed here about a week ago. Porter did see him. I can confirm that he is missing a hand. That is now a fact. And he took a yellow cab at approximately this time and date home or to where wherever he's calling home now or wherever he's going so maybe we could ask the cab company they might know that makes sense okay so uh, I actually just if, if there's a phone somewhere close by. I'm just going to give them a call. Okay. And I'm going to go, hi, I have an inquiry. I'm, I was supposed to meet somebody here a day ago, and I managed to and they didn't manage to make it to where we were meeting, and it's somewhat important. My name is Professor Isidore Holtzman. Um, I, I was wondering if you might be able to shed light onto um, if uh, what cab driver picked up uh, a gentleman by the name of you know nah, 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 give him all the information? I have a picture if it's uh, uh, if it's a convenient 
Uh, would you be able to help me? Uh, yeah, I mean, we'd have to look through the driver's logs. So what what uh, what date did he come in? I give him the date and approximate time. Yeah, well, I can. Uh, I'm, I won't. I honestly, I, I won't have time to do it. But if you want to come down here and look through the logs yourself, you're you're welcome to. I would love to, sir. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I'll be in contact. Okay, just ask for me. I tell the group. It might at least let us know where the cab took him. That sounds like our best course of action. All right, we'll head over to their HQ. Okay. See what we can well, see. Let me let me go with. Uh, with Dimitri and his meandering through the the uh, the encampment. Uh, first off, uh, the tents are in neat rows. They're not in an in, inverted V format in any way. It looks like that whoever set them up, they probably were set up by veterans. Um, the the it looks like there's about maybe like seven or eight hundred people here who are the actual protesters and maybe about 30 or 40 veterans some of whom are still wearing their uniforms what a sweet puppy ah poodle boy and uh, like like I said they're all armed not all of them but half of them are armed because it turns out the army kind of wants the rifles back when you're done On the plus side, I can open carry my shotgun. Right. No one and nobody's going to think weird about it. Not here, not at all. Now, if you leave, were, were to leave this vicinity, you, you might get rousted by the cops. But here, the cops don't seem to be doing anything about it. How many vets did you say there were? Uh, what did I say, like 30? 40? 30 or 40? About half of them have guns. Uh, and they've set up sort of a perimeter around the encampment. Looks like they've got some ropes and stakes, and they've sort of ma- kind of made a makeshift fence around it. And there's little openings in it, and there's like a sentry at each one. And they'll let you in. Yeah, but they seem pretty organized. Yes. Uh, can I like? I don't know, like. Just kind of spend time working the crowd, like go for the the war camaraderie angle. Sure. See if you know any of them have any seen anything weird, anything like that. Okay, yeah, you can do that. I mean, I don't know what that would be based on. Um, but as far as a role goes, I'm I, I'm looking. There's not like carouse <laughs> or I'm sure your charm is real high, right? Sure. <laughs> um What's your credit rating? Uh well, my credit rating from character generation was 30. Mhm. As a soldier, right? But we're all so broke. Yeah, we're I, all thirty. It's crazy. I don't, uh, except for the I don't. Lakers at twenty. 
I don't think that like that should be accurate now, really. Right. Like, unless I have like, I don't know, some kind of like, I don't know. Go ahead and roll that for now. Okay. With a um, with a bonus die. Okay. No. Okay. Is it possible to critically fail this roll? It sure is. What, what? I got a 99. Oh, I'm sure that's a crit. Oh. Let me check the thing. I'm sure. Oh, I forgot to roll the second die. Oh, hold on. Okay. Roll a second tens die. I, I still got a 99. <laughs> Holy shit. That's a it was fate. So you rolled in all you people getting all those good rolls used up all the air in the room. So you 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 rolled legitimately a ninety nine, and, and and your credit rating is below fifty percent. So yes, that is an actual failure. Yes. Um, but you were rolling credit rating to talk to people. Yeah, yes. Kind of using it as, as I was that is the most American thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Well, I see it might also have to do with your <laughs> credibility, kind of, because there's no, there's nothing really else there that's even close. Um, and it doesn't matter because you rolled a ninety-nine. <laughs> it would have been, been bad anyway. Um, yeah, no skill would have made it good. I, I, I agree. Although if it was over fifty percent, it wouldn't be a critical failure. Going oh. critical failure. Oh. Um, okay, you. One of the uh, veterans there mistakes your accent for German. And he decides to punch you in the face. Oh. All right. Because these damn Jerry's, etc., etc. Brilliant plan, Dave. Kick the violence off now before they're ready to do a ritual with it. I mean, yeah. it never works. That's 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 a plan, all right. Uh, I'm gonna try and just extricate myself. Okay, all right. Like I don't want to escalate things, but if so I can't, he's full on taking a swing at you. Okay. So if you could, can I? You can make a dodge roll if you would like to make a dodge. Yes, I would like to do that. That is not aggressive. Hey, I made that one. Okay. You avoid being punched in the face. At this point, you can, you know, sort of retreat. You're near one of the exits, and you can leave if you want, or if you want to try to calm the guy down and convince him that you're not a German. You could do that too. Uh, well, I'm going to try and do that, but, like, I'm going to back towards the exit. Okay. All right. Especially so, like, there aren't other people behind me. Okay. Now, if you would like, you could make either uh, probably, like, a fast talk or a charm or one of those sort of roles to basically sort of very quickly convey the fact that the Russian accent and the German accent are very different, and you actually fought on the same side as this guy because the Germans attacked you as well. Well, actually, you attacked 
sure. I don't know. I don't think the Germans actually ever stepped foot in the Russia. So that was Austria-Hungary. That it might have been Austria-Hungary. Well, Austria-Hungary screwed up left and right in World War One. Oh yeah. First, by starting the war. But they invaded Serbia, and then Russia mobilized to attack Germany and Austria-Hungary because they were they were co-aggressors or whatever you want to call it. So go ahead and make that any one of those those sort of social skills, and I'll let you decide which one you want to use. I'm sure your skill levels are extremely high. Mm, yeah. Thanks for the no, vote of confidence there, Stu. He's a very social character. He is a very likable guy. Hey, America. Baseball. Yeah, I guess that's what it's gonna have to be. Let's let's see how this one works. American baseball player. Hey, I got I got within eleven points. <laughs> okay, okay. Of my five percent fast talk, you could spend eleven luck points. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of like, luck. How much for luck this. you got? <laughs> no. Elvin, are no, you I'm... with him? Um, I did not state. You can where I was. Um, I could be with him. Okay. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe help help him fast talk. You only have a five percent fat fast talk base. Yes. That's the baseline. <laughs> you have no fast talk. Yeah. The, I mean, the base on charm is fifteen percent. Oh, I guess. But I got a sixteen anyway. Then you only so have you to spend one luck point. Uh, I got a thirty-two against my forty fast talk to try to help Dave out of this situation. Okay. All right. <laughs> Now, are you a veteran? Were you in the, the Great War? No. You weren't? Okay. Too young? What's that? Too young? How old were you I, too young? Oh, no. Um, uh, Mid-20s? So, yeah, too young to have been in. Okay. All right. So, But definitely very American accent. Uh, absolutely, right. Okay. You calm the guy down, and he's like, "He's got Russians got a lot of nerve coming in here." Not Russian, German. That German's got a lot of nerve coming in here. You know what? You're absolutely right. I'm going to take him outside, and I'll beat the shit out of him for you. Okay. Let's go, buddy. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not the German. I swear. <laughs> Just. I've never even made it to Germany. I fought on the other side. <laughs> we weren't super successful. Yeah, yeah. Just, just shut up and eat your schnitzel, and I'll, I'll like usher him to the exit. <laughs> okay. All right. So you, you head back out, and there, and there's like. This guy's like called over a couple other people, and they're sitting there talking, and they're, you can see they're giving him the stink eye across their little makeshift rope fence. Don't worry, guys. I'll I'll teach him a lesson about being German. 
I have never even had a hamburger. <laughs> really? There you should. They're tasty. I'll go, I'll get you a hamburger after I kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's American diplomacy. <laughs> Okay, so you uh, move away from the situation, and where do you where, where are you guys going to head now? I don't know. That's the extent of my planning. Okay, I'll go back to uh, Isidore real quick. Are you uh, you go to the 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 cab place? Yeah. Uh, excuse me. I'm sorry, Canada. Give me another um, library use. Because you're looking Yeah, a skill I actually have well. I rolled a four. Jesus. <laughs> I'm assuming that's a successful roll. Yeah, I have a 63, so okay. yeah. I think that's a critical success, actually. Um No, they don't take they don't take down names or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But you do find like you you, you kind of calculate out <clears throat> You know, if the if the train left at six p.m., it probably arrived at like seven thirty or eight o'clock in New York or in in D.C. So then you you go through and you look th- for pickups at the train station around that time on that day, mm-hmm. and you do find one. Uh, and okay. The the, the 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 cabbie's name is Barney Ryan, and. Uh, He's off today. You, when you ask the the supervisor, but he tells you that. Uh, no, it's nineteen twenty-three. He gives you his fucking address. Well, here you can go and call him up and talk to him if you want to. All right. So uh, yeah, I go. Well, I got a location of his cab driver. He's off today. We'll probably be able to ask him where he went. Let's. We should. We should pick up the other two and all go yeah. together. I don't want to leave this. Powder keg. I don't want to get split up here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Uh, let's reunite with the rest of the group. Okay. You're all reunited, like walking along the mall. Dimitri, Melvin, we have. Uh, we have a lead. We managed to find the cab driver that picked up our suspect. I managed to find a very surly American soldier. Oh, they're all over the place here. Try being German. They thought he but, was! Oh, that's <laughs> the problem! Uh, I've worked long and hard to try to rid myself of this accent because I didn't I didn't want to die. <laughs> I was like, you idiot, he's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go talk to this gentleman and see where this guy ended up. Okay. So you kind of go on the little apartment building, kind of on the outskirts of town, and uh, you find the guy's apartment. And it has one of those little buzzer things that you ring. Um, I go up there. I ring the buzzer. Knock on the door. Okay. He comes in. What can I do for you? Hello, sir. Um... I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to find a colleague of mine that showed up here a little while ago and he never made our meeting and uh, I didn't find out where he was staying. I pull out a picture of him 
the picture I have. This gentleman, I, I was told by the cab company that you may have picked him up at Penn Station. I am on fire with the rolls right now. Missing a hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to help the guy take his luggage up to his room. Yeah, I remember that guy. Do you know what address you took him to? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a hotel over on Vermont. And he gives you the name of it. And I, you know what? I remember because he was on the fourth floor. Huh. And the elevator was broke down and I had to haul his luggage <sighs> all the way four flights of stairs. I'm rubbing my knee while he's saying this. <laughs> and he tipped me a nickel. Oh. oh. Sir, two bits. Thank you very much for the information. <laughs> much obliged. Any other information you want? It's all up uh, here. Do you, do you know about how much luggage you took with him? And oh, let's see. He had a steamer trunk. He had a small bag, and then he had a suitcase. Anything odd about this gentleman that you remember? Apart from missing a hand? Nah, not really. Guy Did you see him speak to anyone else, or was it just a straight up and down? No, nah, it was a. It was a straight straight deal. He had, he'd, I guess he'd, he'd already uh, he'd already called ahead and and uh, got the room. He did have <laughs> he did have a lot of like his face, like he had smallpox when he was young. You know, mm. pot mark. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, thank you so much, sir. Um, I really appreciate your help in this. Uh, if we need anything else, we'll definitely be in contact. You're very welcome. Keep up the fine work. Uh, and I, I, I turn around and uh, I go, okay, I got the hotel. Apparently he had called ahead already and was ready to be received. He, was, he took with him a small bag, a suitcase, and a steamer trunk. So... He was either bringing a lot of stuff, or he uh, was expecting to have a long stay. Shall we go? I suppose. Should yeah. we arrange... I mean, I guess when we get there, we can see if we could just book rooms in the same hotel. Indeed. Okay. Is it like a so, really nice hotel? I, I, well, uh, I, oh, he I don't know yet. <laughs> if the elevator was broken, yeah, probably not. Probably. Well, I mean, elevators do break. Elevators break, but like nice hotels have somebody working to repair them right away. Right. That that's true. Um, Dave left because I was going to ask him what the because it. You 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 find the address. It, it's actually it's a hotel that's like almost on the mall. You can see the mall. From many well, of the there's the, the, hotel. the hotel that's right behind the White House is the Hay Adams Hotel. Now, it w this would be along the sides, probably. Oh. Something um, like a good view of the mall. High vantage point. Not a lot of trees. Good field of view. 
I'm telegraphing. <laughs> Wonder what we're gonna find. There. I, it's foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, I think it's best you just make something up. Okay, I'll do. There really right. aren't a lot uh, because the, almost everything that's right along the mall is public right, buildings. Yeah. No, this would be like like one street off, but taller. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's the, the thing is, there's not a lot of stuff that's taller in the city. Well, you guys will burn it down before it's before it becomes historical. I appreciate your vote of confidence. <laughs> okay, but I have standards. Well, you know, we don't have access to easy explosives like we did in England. <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes you gotta, you know, blow up a stump. The Astoria Arms. It is a four-story hotel. We have four stories and two stars. You do the math. (laughs) (laughs) And it looks, I mean, it looks looks all right. It doesn't look like it's not run down, but I mean, it's not, you know, there's no red carpet out front with the dome in his uniform. I can think that this hotel is obviously selected because of its vantage point, not so much of its quality. Right. And you have his room number, 40 whatever. Well, uh, while we're outside, I'm like, all right, guys, how do we want to do this? Well, won't they, like, question us or whatever if we try to go straight up to the room? If we walk in like we know the place and with confidence, odds are we can just walk up. Clipboard well, and the ladder that. gets you anywhere. But once we reach the door... Uh, Actually, this might be the perfect... Hmm. I think you should give your release to Melvin. Okay. And uh, Melvin, can you uh, talk to the clerk and see if you you're delivering the beliefs to Mr. Murray and and see if he's either in or if you could get one of the porters to let you into his room to deliver it. Well, we could always call in with a message. The porter will go upstairs to deliver it, and then we could. They are waiting to watch. We could also just walk up to his room and knock. Knock. I'm just trying to get someone inside. But if I mean, if I'm just going to go up and try and to... sneak upstairs, if you guys talk to the reception area. Like, they're really not going to... But, But you know, most hotels aren't going to be like, hey, you, you wait a minute while I deal with these customers before you go upstairs. Yeah. That's not... Or we could just try to go up and do the same thing that we did at his apartment. I've never seen anyone stop going into a hotel and going to the elevator. Yeah. Other than a polite, may I help you? Right. 
And you said it's not a super fancy hotel, so it doesn't look like we're we're walking into the Ritz Carlton in our tattered rag clothing, no, or something. We definitely don't look like any of the protesters out there. So yeah, well, yeah. I think we'll be okay to just walk in. Okay. All right. Can't have a fun heist plan every episode, I guess. <laughs> Let's just walk on in there and knock on the door then. Okay, so I'm going to say, let's see, it's July. I'm going to say it's about 6 p.m. maybe. You guys have been around there for a while. Uh, maybe 7. Um, okay. So you just go upstairs, fourth floor. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you get up there, you find the guy's room, 423. And is on the it is on the ball uh, uh, facing mall, side. Ball facing side, yeah. Okay. Um, is there like uh, like one of those things where you have like a peephole or anything on the doors? No, that, I doubt they have anything. Like that. Okay, just want to make sure. Um, okay, just walk up, knock on the door. Okay. There is no answer. <laughs> I basically go to Fezzik and I point towards the door. <laughs> I mean, no one has lockpicking. Yeah, a bunch of academics, man. A locksmith is a skill. Yeah. It is. Everyone has it at 1%. I think that's an exaggeration. I have a different kind of lock picking. <laughs> oh, no, I do not. That is a 95. Oof. <laughs> not a critical, but oof, that hurt. You can push. Well-reinforced hotel. Allows you to, to, to re-roll, uh, but any failure would have a dire consequence. Hmm. So you're gonna yeah, get, you know what? I'll push because ah, yeah, he's a gambler. I like it. Because I got a seventy strength, so I should be able to open a door. Yeah, good odds. These pink dice are goddamn amazing. Uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Doors open. That's a good deed. I'm gonna yeah. get a second camera to put on my dice because that that's the third time that die has rolled double zeros for me. <laughs> Uh, small hotel room. Uh, there's a what would, what would that be like a twin bed uh, on on the corner. Uh, this is a corner room, and uh, there is a rifle. Uh, it looks like a thirty out six set up with a big scope on it, but it's not pointed at the mall, and it's set up like on a tripod, pointed at a window. I'll look through the scope. Dimitri, do you know of any way to sabotage a rifle to explode in the firer's hands? Uh, stuff a couple of socks down barrel? Hmm. Socks. Or, I mean... You just jam a bullet down the barrel. I'm, I'm sorry, Stu. You got kind of muffly. You gotta just jam a bullet down the barrel. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Be... I mean, really, almost any like it. I'm saying, Jim knows in there. what it takes, but Isidore does it. Okay. But he's going to the soldier to ask. Got it. Okay. <laughs> you would you wouldn't even need to make a roll. You would know that like if you have a misfire, you don't fire the, the next round. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's not particularly difficult. Uh, by the way, it looks like you're looking at some room in the White House there, Marv Melvin. Wow. Okay. We need to get out of this room very quickly. <laughs> I don't want to be found in a room with a rifle that's doing this. Well, it hasn't well, been done yet. Just point it in that direction. It seems like a very bad idea. Well, can you sabotage the gun? Yeah, I mean, that's two sabotage seconds. Sabotage it quickly, we're just, and the rest of us will just go ahead and take a quick look around and see if we can find anything. Just looking at desks mm-hmm. for papers, so on and so forth, just really quick while he okay. sabotages the gun. All right. I don't want to ruin anybody's plans here, but uh, do you think he's going to notice the fact that we broke the door? Probably. But then he's going to have to critically alter his plans or go on with what he's doing, and this seems to be the only real vantage point that he has to rely on. I mean, a good way of sabotaging the rifle is also to take it with us. It also becomes inoperable. And put it in what? Just carry it out of the hotel with us. Well, we have modern sensibilities when it comes to like all this open carry that we do in yeah. demolitions acquisition. <laughs> is, there a, is there a case or anything for it in the the room? Uh, yeah, there's a there's like a like a leather rifle case. Looks like it was probably in a because the steamer trunk is open. And it looks like it was probably stuffed in there. But there is a, like a, you know, yeah. Easy enough to break it down. It only takes seconds. Well, while you do that, I'm going to search the room. Same here. Give me a couple of spots. Be careful opening drawers. I don't want to have. <laughs> here you go. There's the problem. 95. <laughs> oh, good. Lord. I'm gonna go stand by the door in case somebody decides to. I got a seventeen. Good plan. Man, I'm wondering if it's just leave this right here, observe to make sure nobody else goes in, and call the FBI. I don't want to deal with Hoover ever again. I know, but getting those guys involved against them. And not to mention, how are we going to explain how we knew about him and everything? No. Oh, an anonymous call to the police. We just watch from the outside. Hey. My fear there is that they end up confronting something that they're not prepared to deal with. I mean, we're not prepared to deal with anything. Well, I feel like we're more prepared to deal with all the weirdness that might come out in this situation. 
more than average policemen or even federal policemen. Uh, I'm sorry, but I, we've just basically uncovered a plot to kill the president or someone in the White House. That makes me... That fires up my patriotism. Although I am not from this country, I do have a great deal of affection for it. It's treated me very well. To an extent. The only thing that you find in the in the room, and this you, this is you, this is like when you're rifling through his, because he had like <laughs> rifling, huh? He had a bag with him. He had a suitcase, mm-hmm. a bag, and a steamer steamer trunk. In the bag, you find a business card for Dr. Heinrich Kissler, London Institute of Psychology, London, England, with an address. What? Oh no. Two possibilities, and both of them are horrible. Yep. I don't know. His dealings have been very useful to our whatever little success we've had. Have they, though? He has also been working with the Yellow Sign, sending people into the Dreamlands. It's where we continued to be within Abigail's clutches until others came to extract us. But we used that place as a form of safety, and and if everyone was aware that we were there, especially since we were being quote-unquote experimented on while we were asleep, and this woman seemed completely surprised as to our activities and very angry at what we were doing, unless she's a very good actress and all of that was made up. Possibly. Either way, it's... very bad. Whether he's been singled out for assimilation or destruction. Either way, if you want to take the rifle, let's go, and, um... before he comes back. Um, I said we... Oh, go ahead. Should I think we take everything? Yeah, might as well. Just make it look like a robbery. Yes. Yeah, anything valuable will just lift. Just make it look like a robbery. Like a regular robbery. Just bad luck. Sorry. My, my son's cleaning his room, and so he's coming in here like every 15 minutes with something. He says, I don't want this anymore. What should I do with it? Hmm. The last thing he came in with was a large trash bag full of trash. And I suggested he put it in the trash can. Oh, you're such a good dad explaining all that difficult stuff. Tough with your logic. (laughs) You can all think for yourselves. Um, Yeah, uh, but what I suggest is that we keep an eye out on the outside of this hotel to see if he returns. I feel like the best way to do that would just be to get rooms here. Well, we have luggage to bring in now. It's not ours, but we have it. Oh, Stu, I don't know if you heard. We're going to trash the joint. Okay, like a a robbery or something? Yeah, we're going to make it a fake robbery. No problem. Okay. Um, (coughs) I'm sorry. 
going to go downstairs and inquire inquire as to two rooms. Okay. Not a problem. They, they have anything on the fourth floor that'd be fantastic. They do. They have two two rooms on the fourth floor. All right. On either I side will, of the corner room that you just went to. I will secure them for one night. Okay. You do so. I'm sure that's within your daily spend. Because I need to yeah. pay attention to that now because there's no Daddy Bucks or Mama yeah. Warbucks anymore. <laughs> Trust me, I'm glad we found a very expensive rifle. Um, <laughs> uh, and, I, whatever I, money, and whatever money Pierce had in his room just now in our possession. Oh, he probably had some money in there. Did he have any like other incriminating things or was it just a rifle? Did he have any weirdness, like jars of horrible insects, or like a book that said my master plan? <laughs> no, no, he didn't have anything like that. Or, or even like stones that are the ones that we are often looking for. Right, no, nothing like that. Okay, okay, I go upstairs and I go and I give uh, Camilla a key and I go, gentlemen, looks like the three of us will be sharing a room. Okay. Okay. But just all that shit that we just stole. <laughs> just next door. Just next door. <laughs> it's the perfect crime. It is. Yeah. Like you do. Okay. So you guys have the the, the two adjacent rooms, and uh, sometime around like nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. You hear a commotion coming from that room. And then you hear people coming up, and there's a lot of muttering back and forth. And you hear people walking around back and forth, back you know, back to the, to the stairway, back up to the room, back to the stairway. I open the door and just sort of peer out like a curious citizen. Okay. And, and I go, and, and if there's a porter or somebody passing by, what, what's all the commotion about? I'm trying to get some sleep. Oh, I... Terribly sorry, sir. There, there's um, there, there's been an incident that we're uh, we we have an upset an upset guest that we're trying to resolve his issues for him. Uh, okay. Just try to keep it down. Uh, I'm a professor and I need my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, sir. My, my apologies. I'll make sure that there's you. You are not disturbed for the rest of the evening. Thank you, thank you. And I go back inside, and I sort of smile a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm. Can I try and peek out there a little bit and see if I can see the disgruntled guest in question? Sure. Make a luck roll. If you yeah, and I, and I take guess. a glass and I put it up against the wall and try to listen. I was about to say, I want to listen and see if I can hear if they're moving him to another room or, like, what they're, you know? Mm-hmm. Since we're on either side. Okay. Um, yeah, both of you make listen rolls. Oh, so close. Did you make your luck roll there, Dave? I did, and I made it. Okay. Um... Yeah, you get a you get a good look at him, and he looks like the uh, an older version of the photo that uh, you guys lifted from the the apartment. And he does indeed have one hand. And I, it's been too long since we played. I don't remember if he still has his left or his right hand. 
So I mean, ahead. the last time we talked about that hand was like eight months ago. Eons ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, I rolled a 21 under my 67. Okay. Um, you hear he, they're, they're apologizing left and right. He's at, he's screaming at him. I have some very valuable stuff, blah, 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 blah. And they said, well, we have insurance. Our insurance can certainly pay for, for whatever was lost. If you just, you know, give me an itemized list of whatever, blah, 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 blah. And, and they said, we're going to put you in another room since the door here is broken. He says, no, I demand I keep this room and I demand you get it fixed right away. And, and. And and they're like, okay, okay, okay. We'll we'll have to send a carpenter up right away. But the the, the other guests are sleeping, and we don't want to sit and hammer on the door jam while they're sleeping. So can we fix it in the morning? And he says yes. And that's basically it. And then the door closes. Then you hear him muttering to himself. I think. For the rest of the evening, I'm going to listen for him going out. Okay. Even if it makes me sleepy tomorrow. Okay. Like if he's planning to go out and purchase another weapon. Okay. Or probably steal one at this time of night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, assuming his target was something he was going to use you know, attack tonight. Or, I mean, you know, anytime soon. Okay. Um, we could, um... We could father Illyrium. Yeah? Yeah? I mean, his... Busted. That's a state where we're at an opportunity where we know exactly where he is. We can get to him really easily, and we've disarmed him. Well, he might have a personal weapon on him still. Yeah, well, so do so. we. Indeed, I, I just I wouldn't want someone to charge through the door looking at Camilla. I just did it that one time. I know. And I was fine. Yeah, it worked out well. I was just terrified for you, is all. You're so sweet. I'll let you lead the way. I miss Doris. (laughs) She always knew just what to do in these type of situations. Melvin could probably just shoulder through the wall and surprise the man. As long as yeah, he uses the off. pink dice. As long as I use the pink dice. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to back any plan we have to nab or do anything to this guy. I mean, out of character if we don't want to turn into, like, murder vigilantes. Well, I kind of want to ask him a bunch of questions. I don't know if I want to kill him outright. I mean, this, this guy is their only, our only real hope to deciphering everything. Not that True. he'd be immediately talkative, but... That's a whole other set of horrific problems that Isidore is terrified of as well. But uh, mm-hmm. so he's he's currently in his room. Yeah. 
mean, I don't know that I'm, like, more into, like, capturing him. Or we try to, like, corner him in the dreamlands. Any of us can get there. To try to hunt him down in the dreamlands? Yeah. There has to be something going on in the dreamlands when all of this stuff happens. It doesn't just happen on its own. As long as we don't affect an accidental time jump and get attacked by a thing. Yes, the Hound of Tindalos. I never went to a counter again. Um... Yeah. Well, simply killing him will also disrupt their plans. He obviously has a role to play. I, I just don't know. I'm, I don't know. But will it? I mean, it might not disrupt them enough. And we might just have enough blood on our hands already. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dimitri. But a shot like that at that range with that kind of weapon that takes somebody that's somewhat trained to execute, correct? With prevailing yes. wind, curvature of the earth, so on and so forth. Uh, this person is someone who was selected because they have the skills to pull this particular thing off. How easy do you think it would be to find someone else that might be able to do something like this? Uh, there's probably a bunch of people nearby that are good enough to do this, since there's a group of veterans protecting people on the mall, however, convincing one of them that they need to shoot somebody is a different story. Well, if they're already angry against the government, that may not be too difficult to motivate. Uh, it's possible. Do we want to, instead of directly confronting him now, do we want to follow him for a while and see what he does? See if he meets any other people? or Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Goes anywhere that might lead us to a ritual space or whatever. So I, I think that's a brilliant idea. Uh, I think that we so desperately want to act on this that we may be a little bit too impetuous. Perhaps a little bit of patience and observation is the the route to go. I find it ironic that the soldier is the one that comes to that conclusion. Well. well he you has know, the most we, experience. We kill a man today, we don't find out who his evil friends are. Well, we're in the perfect position for that plan. We're literally right up next to him. We'll know his comings and goings. He may be able to recognize either Camilla or myself, since we've had dealings with them in the past. So I would suggest that if anyone would be following and observing, Dimitri and Melvin would be ideal. So, at this point, I think I'm going to turn to Melvin. I'm going to say, there may be some things that you must know. <laughs> I'm starting to pick up on that. <laughs> we, uh, we encountered each other in England uh, a month ago. Uh, this time... Uh, it it led us to find many people that were out to do 
evil harm to many, many innocent folk. They are trying to use uh, for uh, word uh, like magic to do bad things. I know this sounds absolutely inconceivable, but uh, think about all the times uh, you have not stepped on the crack in sidewalk for fear of hurting your mother. Think about all the times that a black cat is a bad omen. This is the kind of magic these people do. They do bad things by reaching into dark places. I am not so good at explaining all of this, <laughs> but... but it, Maybe if we started a little bit earlier. Uh, Camilla and myself and a couple of other people, we stumbled onto a situation where there was an organized group of people that were bringing plagues upon the earth. There was a plague of locusts. I don't know if you read in the paper about the locust infestation or the, the uh, strange spread of yellow fever or... Uh, the use of certain insects uh, to bring forth certain diseases and, and, and other destructive uh, circumstances. And actually, I bring out my notebook and I just sort of like start laying out all the things that we saw. I'm just going to cut right in. <laughs> There's a bunch of religious fanatics, Melvin, who want to bring down our great nation. And everything they do sounds crazy, so we can't go to the cops about it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. So, but as you can see, this dude is ready to shoot the president, man. What we're up against is real, and it's a threat against this nation. Black magic. <laughs> and this guy's one of those bad people. It was clearly, I mean, he was about to try to kill somebody in the White House. Well, we th we know because we found it. He lost his hand as part of one of these rituals. They needed a blood sacrifice, and he made that sacrifice. The bandages we found in the other place pertain to this. He is definitely involved, and a major player in it. So I know it's asking a lot, but you've been very helpful so far, and the fact that you are unknown to them since we've been digging around in their business for quite some time now would definitely be advantageous. If you could help us here, you'd not only be doing us a service, but you'd be doing practically the world a service. I mean, I really, I really only have one question. How was that guy going to shoot a rifle with one hand? Yeah, I believe tripod. that's what the tripod is for. Yeah, but, like, reloading. 
Well, maybe he only needed to take one shot. I don't, I don't know about black magic, but this does sound pretty bad anyway. So, I mean, yeah, we got to stop these people, right? We've dedicated ourselves to this. But uh, I was hesitant to bring you in on this at the beginning, but we needed you. And you proved to be so uniquely useful. That's why, and you're so deep into this, that's why we've decided to be a little bit more transparent about things. Especially since it seems so incredibly insane that we didn't want to just chase you away. I mean, I was basically fine with everything until we started talking about murdering this guy. But... He sounds like a bad guy. We so. don't like that at all, and we like to try to find alternatives to that, if at all possible. We I mean, were. I wasn't the one who went to O'Leary's house. <laughs> Listen. That was more about destroying the thing that was in his basement than those people. That wasn't O'Leary's. That was James's. Oh. How many people have you guys murdered? Surprisingly few, actually. Well, I can also tell you about the several times that we've been also been murdered uh, and attacked. And the fact that... We have uh, not been murdered. None of us are... Attempted. None of us are back (laughs) from the dead. Well, sort of. I, I think I think the major bases have been covered. Don't make a habit of it. It just felt like a dire circumstance at the time. It was. I mean, so long as you only murder people if it's absolutely necessary. It was a killer yeah. be killed situation. That that those are the only situations where we won't hesitate. But if you would have told me a year ago that I'd be involved in anything like this, I would have laughed in your face. I just wanted you to know that things may be very strange and if you see strange things, you are not alone. Also, if you have a strange dream, try to find one of us. That is a good point. I did not even think about it. So dreaming is kind of unsafe. Attempt to sleep without dreaming is better. The black magic. What? There's enough. You know what? It's too much to complain to, to to explain, really. But like I said, just sleep lightly, and if you do end up in a dream that seems really weird and super real, try to find one of us. Yeah, okay. You are literally the most easygoing fellow I've ever met. I mean, what is he supposed to say? He's already here. If I looked like him, I'd be afraid of very little. Pretty sure if you guys murder that guy now, I'm an accomplice, so... No, 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 no. We're not uh, doing that. Just following? 
And since you I look mean, so unassuming and forgettable, speak big giant of man. Well, this guy stands out in a crowd with a pockmarked face and a missing hand. Looking for the man with one hand. I don't care. <laughs> I knew somebody was going to bring that up. <laughs> I've been fighting it for like two hours. I know, me too. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. Um, okay, uh, so what do you want to do? Let's take shifts to, to, to listen for when this guy leaves, if he leaves in the middle of the night. Make sure that we're all rested. And if he does, we'll, we'll stir the rest of the group. He's good. Um, tomorrow, I have an idea. I would like to see some of the architectural maps of the city. Just to see if there are any structures that might somewhat line up as a triangle of stones. So on and so forth. If there's a geographic feature that already meets their needs, if they create a large ritual, we might be able to find it there. Agreed. Amazing how much time we spend in the library. More time in the library uh, researching things than I did when I was an academic. So, um, you guys are t- going to take shift? Yeah. Okay. Who is going to go first in that order? Uh, uh, since Dimitri already brought it up, I can go first. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. And who who would be going second? I'll go second. Okay. Um, sometime around like midnight, one o'clock. Uh, Isidore, you wake up, and you notice that Dimitri is like leaning against the wall with his like glass in his hand, and he's like, "Oh, I kind of give him a little." I I uh, I rustle him awake. Okay. Gently. Okay. Huh. Oh, I, sorry, I have apparently failed. Uh, since I already have a glass, do I hear anything on the other side of the wall? You hear snoring. Oh, okay, good. Means I didn't lose him, at least. Go to bed, I'll take over for you. Okay, thank you, my friend. Of course. Okay. And then who's on third and who's on fourth? <laughs> I'll do third. I don't know what tomorrow. Sorry. <laughs> no, then I'll take third. Okay. And who, and and so Camilla's taking the last watch. Yeah. Sure. Process of well, you get, you're in a different room. It doesn't matter. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So. Uh, yeah, the Tyler, you're sitting there and snoring, 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 and then all of a sudden the snoring just stops. Is there any other sound, or just the snoring stops? The snoring just stops. I think someone just killed him. Or he woke up. But there's no other sounds. So he's not doing other things. 
you didn't hear anyone go in. Or he entered the dreamland. Can you not snore when you're in the dreamlands? I don't know, but it is a sort of phase change of your consciousness. I'm going to wake up Isidore and be just like, he stopped snoring. I don't know what that means. Oh, and it is almost day daybreak. I mean, the sky is starting to get that like deep blue kind of color outside the window. Okay. Um, I'm going to put on a robe and some slippers. And I'm just going to walk downstairs like I'm looking for the paper. Okay. You go down. Um, you go down. It's early. It's probably five or so. You go down. I go, go, I go down to to uh, the Bellman or whatever, and I go. There's so much rustling around last night. Carly gets some sleep. There's no one at the front desk. Shit! 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 I try to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> What did we decide that was? A power roll? Yeah. You go ahead and make a power roll so you can wake up. I got a 29. My power is 80. Okay. All right. Uh, you wake up. Uh, you're in bed. Uh, Dimitri is still leaned up against the wall snoring. I wake him. Okay. Huh. I wake Melvin. Okay. And I go over and I lock, knock on Camilla's door. Okay. Knock, knock, okay. knock again. What? What is it? I woke up in a dream. I had to wake myself up. The hotel was empty. I just wanted to make sure everyone was up. Hmm. Well, I'm going to be a little bit mad that you got to dream and I didn't. I I woke up, but Dimitri was asleep on the wall. Like, he had nodded off. I woke him and took over the listening, and then the snoring stopped. So I decided to put on a robe and some slippers, go downstairs and check for a paper, just to see if I could be downstairs when he left. Uh, and I go down there, and there was nobody at the desk. There was nothing going on. I immediately realized the possibility and I stirred myself and I woke up in the bed again. What time is it? What time is it? It's like one o'clock in the morning. Okay. Can we hear the snoring still? Yes. Okay. We just have to be very wary of these things. I guess I'll, I'll take over the next shift. Hmm. That sounds the best. I, I'm sorry to have woken you. No, it, it makes perfect sense. I'm going to set up the wards just in case. Okay. All right. <clears throat> as quietly up, as possible. If you set up the ward right outside his door, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, it wakes the sleeper, so like... Huh. Well, yeah. That's still perfect. Actually, that's true. So I could just set up a ward like across his threshold. Yeah, you could do that. And then that. if he crosses it, then it'll wake us up. You could do that, yeah. Cool. I shall do that then. Okay. All right. Uh, it's six forty-eight. Let's leave it there for right now. 
Okay. And then we'll wow, a lot, a lot doing in this, and a very odd but entertaining integration of a new character. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it wasn't too awkward for people or you, Tyler. Well, I think we made some pretty good. No, it's pretty good. It was pretty seamless. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us for session eighteen. Murmurs in the abyss become louder. Thank you uh, for joining us for session eighteen of Murmurs at the Abyss, and we will see you in two weeks. And uh, that's it. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 Well, clear.